0: know you like that shit that was days lost the song was called catch one i'm having matt anderson the singer of this band on my podcast he was also the singer in purgatory and also a known badass <laughs> no it was a great conversation i'm glad he took the time out to, to let me interview him it was it was a good time He's obviously been around the scene a very long time. He's put in work with Purgatory. They just came to an end. They had their last show just a couple weeks ago. But they've been around fucking, I think 2011 is what he said. So, all good things do not last forever. Anyway, dig his new band. Check that out. Days Lost, like I said. Download it. Share it. Do whatever you gotta do. So let's get this band off the ground. They're really good in my opinion. It has that funky vibe to it. It's more of a... I don't know. I don't want to say hip-hop feel, but uh, you can definitely get down to it and bob your head. So uh don't be a fucking slump. Get to it. Nothing really going on in my world these days. Same old shit. You know, just had Thanksgiving. Had a bunch of family over. Ate good. Um, Yeah, I'm... I mean, I'm definitely thankful for... All the family and friends and support that I have. uh, Some people are not as fortunate as I or others to have people in their lives that will support them no matter what. So, I can say I'm lucky because I know some people who got fucking nothing. And to those people that got nothing, you got me. So, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. If you ever need a place to eat on a holiday, I'm here for you. Let me know. I also started doing jujitsu, which I'm gonna fucking uh, give you an ear beating here for a second. Something I never thought I'd start doing. You know, I lift weights here and there, kind of, kind of never really stayed, stayed consistent over the years. But I decided to give something else a try, something to stay active, and learn something new, and put myself out there. It might sound weird um, if you are not familiar with jiu-jitsu you may only know the term from like UFC fights or you hear about Hoist Gracie in the 90's winning all the UFC fights that's the stuff I'm learning it's ground fighting but you start standing up learning takedowns and shit like that it's actually very interesting and fun to learn um, you can get hurt you can get slammed on the ground you can fucking, uh, you know break your break your bones in your body if you don't land correctly And my big ass hitting the ground Ain't pretty, but it's fun, that's for sure. Once you start you know, learning moves and techniques and applying them to your training partners, it's a lot of fun. And so, I'm going to promote it and tell you that you can come try it at the school I go to. It's a Hoist grady uh, Hoist Gracie Academy of Michigan in Southgate, downriver. Um, uh, you can try a free class if you'd like, see if you like it or not, but... The more people who join the class, the better, because we all learn and grow together. And it's not a huge, it's not a huge class, but uh, my instructors, there is, there's um, a couple black belts, and they have been uh, practicing jiu-jitsu and MMA since the mid-90s when it really became popular. Uh, they have learned directly under Hoyce Gracie. And that family lineage, and have uh, traveled all over the country, with them. So there's definitely a, a lot of knowledge involved with these guys, and I appreciate it. And maybe you would too, if you want to learn something new, if you want to feel like a kid again, you know, wrestling with your friends. It sounds weird. A lot of people are like, oh, that sounds gay. You're wrestling with men. It's actually pretty fun. Some of us get boners. How do you think about that, huh? No. Rant over, it's not hardcore, but uh, try jujitsu If you think you're a tough guy, you'll learn pretty quick that you're fucking not. So, support your hardcore scene, support your friends, share this podcast, follow Days Lost, and listen to this shit over and over again, and learn it, because I hope this band comes around a lot, I hope they get out there and do a lot of shows, that's probably the plan, so let's support them. Get them off the ground. Let's go, motherfucker. We're recording right. in progress. You good? Yep, good. Good, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I figured, uh, you know, uh, we've talked about it before in the past, back when I first started, but uh, with uh, Purgatory coming to an end and your new project, uh, Days Lost, you know, kind of like in its infancy, even though you started back in like June or so, you dropped that shit. Just... I mean, for why not? I mean, you said when we doing an episode. I said well, I'm starting to get the shit going now, so let's fucking yeah. let's do one. You know, it's right. It's at the right time. I took like a month or two off, just fucking life in general. You understand? I'm sure.
1: Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's exciting. F- purgatory, you know. Um, you guys are pretty known in the hardcore scene, you know, all around the fucking world. But for, for the most part, you've been to Europe, for, traveled the United States. You've done for plenty of uh. Work with uh, with Purgatory, so um, I mean, you deserve to be on a podcast. I know, I know you did a a wasted radio before, right? With Matt?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a wasted radio. Yeah, I've done, I've done a handful of them, um, not like the the Zoom ones, but yeah, just it's mainly just uh, you know emails or fucking zines or all that kind of. Stuff.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, like I'm a printed or a written fucking interviews and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, now you don't got time to think. You're on the spot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, we can just roll with it how I normally do them. Uh, you guys are from a northwest Indiana scene. Um, so did you, did you grow up in Indiana? Or or how did you get into hardcore and all that shit? Like, uh, about what age, you know? What were you doing when you found it?
1: So I'm from South Dakota originally. Um, that's That's where I grew up. I lived there for... 20 21 years of my life you know i'm 36 um so i I got into hardcore there um i was probably 16 17 something like that i was still in high school um i had like been into heavier stuff since i was like a little kid my dad you know listened to a lot of classic rock and metal and stuff like that so we'd listen to stuff around him and he'd find like the alternative bands and stuff like that and kind of just show me stuff when i was little you know and uh I mean, whatever I, I caught on to, I caught on to a lot of it was the normal stuff that we were into when we were kids, like corn and like, and Marilyn Manson and all that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. But I, I actually, I got into hardcore through, uh, through the Misfits, actually, and through uh, Deicide. Okay. So, yeah, I got into like a little bit of the punk stuff, and then like right off the bat, like fifth grade, just straight into death metal, like stuff that you should probably should not be listening to at that age at all um but i i had some friends when i was younger whose older brothers would just show us like the craziest stuff you know so i was really into like gangster rap when i was a kid and like just a lot of like very aggressive stuff i listen to the mainstream stuff and all that but yeah just like kind of knowing those bands and then reading the cd book booklets and stuff like that and like if I thought a band was cool and they listed another band, I was like, well, they must be cool too, you know? So we go to the... My, my dad take us to the CD store. I kind of flipped through some of these names. If I saw a record cover that I thought was cool, you know, he'd kind of give it a once-over and let me know if I could get it or not, you know? Um, yeah, it's uh, a lot of the the traditional stuff that you get into when you're younger. Like, I got into Hatebreed at a young age and then...
0: Hell yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: So yeah, yeah. So a lot a lot of the standard bands that everybody gets into, nothing nothing too crazy. And then all the like generic mainstream stuff that you listen to if you're like in the punk or rock or metal or any of that shit at all.
0: Hey, fuck it. Yeah, man. So like, you gotta start somewhere. You know everyone's a poser at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: the, the people that act like they were listening to like the best hardcore right from the womb. I'm like, you're full of shit. That's not fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not how it works like uh like they were born with a with with a satisfaction as the depth of desire in their hand, like relax it, <laughs> that,
1: you know, I, I got a three month old now, and uh, like when we're in the car, I'm not listening to hardcore like so
0: oh,
1: yeah. it, it you know it'll it'll be a little while like she will at some point it's it's natural, but right now, like I'm not just blasting like metal on hardcore in her face, having that like shape her youth because she's she's gonna grow up to be dumb as shit if i do that (laughs) i'll have like no no sensory or like motor skills or anything if i'm just like shoving this stuff in her face because i want to have like a like a cool kid you know like
0: (laughs) yeah most definitely man yeah i mean i don't know if i'm fucking up i got an eight-year-old and uh eight-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son but uh my son likes like D block and all that shit, but uh my daughter, like whenever I whenever I put on D block, she'll hear that uh a ten nine 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 song. And uh, you know, with uh the dogs barking and the sirens and shit. <laughs> She's like, Oh, I like this one. I like the dogs and the siren. <laughs> I'm like, Well, don't listen to the lyrics.
1: <laughs> like you know, once they get into that age though, it's like you 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 can start perceiving things in your own way, like you you're enjoying things because you want to enjoy them because you understand it at that point. Like, it's, it makes sense in your head what you're listening to, you know? But, like, I don't know. I, I see a lot of parents that, like, they're not having their kids listen to the traditional, like, baby stuff they should be listening to where
0: mm.
1: they need to learn basic functions, you know?
0: Most definitely. And
1: weird to me. I'm not saying you can't listen to stuff around your kid, but, it, it like you got to teach them stuff, you know, like
0: definitely man. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, you know, my daughter's such like a little, like a pretty girl. She's all like prim and proper doing her hair and shit. And, uh, but she listens to like the pop music and stuff like that. But uh, whenever you know, I'll just have on, on, uh, whatever fucking Spotify in the garage or she hears it. She's, you know, she's uh, familiar with what I listen to. She's like, she's like, can we put on Ariana Grande? I'm like, no, (laughs) But, uh, that's fun, man. Having a kid is fucking interesting, isn't it? This is your first kid, three month old.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Is y'all good and healthy now? I know you were, you know, having some pneumonia issues and shit like that. Y'all good.
1: She she made a a full recovery and like, she was, she was born a little premature. Um, nothing like no, no major complications or anything, Mm -hmm. but she's, she's caught back up like tenfold. You know, she's gained a, a ridiculous amount of weight growing like a weed um how she is now compared to how she was born it's like it's crazy man it's a trip it's yeah. a trip
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you give a little of that for protein powder in her shit <laughs> Yeah, you get her bulky
1: you know maybe a little test or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> good man but that's good to hear because i know you, you know you said like it's like it's fucking scary shit when you got an infant you're like yo this thing is like so fragile that everything has to go right or you're you don't know what to do you got to trust these doctors and shit it's fucking scary dude
1: yeah exactly yeah it's it's just a it's a whole different ballpark like use my world so the second that anything is wrong at all and i can tell anything is off it's just like Everything else around you stops. You yeah, know? you're
0: like, am I doing this right? I don't fucking know. Like, who do you ask? You know, you have your parents and shit like that. But you're like, did they do it right? Who fucking knows? It's yeah. really. I mean, I was pretty uh paranoid of my kids for for the longest time, but you know, you they they adapt and overcome just like we do. You know, so it's interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then they become a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Oh, Tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> so um where are we at where are we at? Got to, uh so how you found hardcore you said South Dakota or North Dakota?
1: South Dakota, yeah. South from Dakota, okay. Falls, yeah.
0: Yeah. So how was the scene there? Um, you know, obviously there is one, but is it as big as northwest Indiana or a Chicago area, or is it comparable in any way?
1: I, I uh back in the day, um honestly it was because we when I was younger, when I was in high school and a little bit after, you know, Nose of Ranvier was like the biggest band from there. And they, you know, they toured with Terror and all those bands. So, like, you, we had all the major hardcore packages would come through there. You know, I saw Martyr AD there. I saw dice today, um, seen the Acacia Strain, Barrier Dead, like, and then, like, Omaha, Nebraska is only like three hours. So we're two and a half, three hours away. So a lot of the other tours, we could just drive there. Um, we were kind of in like, a a perfect, like hot spot. Cause Minneapolis is four hours away, Des Moines, four hours away, Omaha, two and a half, three hours. So like, it, it was good, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, all the packages came through there, there would be 250, 300 kids at a show. Nice. Um, yeah. And it, it was like a, it was a mix though, you know, cause like the screamo scene there is like huge, that's like the big thing. In Sioux Falls, it used to be, anyways. Um, a lot of a lot of the dudes in Sioux Falls, like I don't really keep in touch with them anymore. They, uh, I, you know, I got some old friends that that'll always be my friends, but the the shift was like, you know, some of the guys were like into screamo, and then they were super into hardcore, and then they kind of like dropped all of it and became like these like folk musicians, and like, uh, you know, I mean, some of the guys were like bell bottoms and shit now, like. Uh, like do your thing, you know, it's like, <laughs> whatever. Like it's at one point you were like a, like a camel shorts, like straight edge guy. Um. So, you know, it was, it was weird. The shift was, was weird. It's like, everybody just kind of dropped off at the same time. I haven't been to a show in Sioux Falls and long, long, long time, many years, not aside from like, I'll go back and visit for the holidays. And if there's like a, there's an actual like concert. I th- I think the last one I went to was when Behemoth, the Lamb of God, came through there. Okay. I saw that. Um, there's a there's a band called the uh, Angerot. I think is what they're called. Um, I grew up with with some of those guys kind of too, and they they opened that show, so it was like cool seeing them play. There's like a metal band. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, dude, there was, like, a popping, thriving, hardcore scene in that whole area of the Midwest. You know, people would be traveling back and forth and stuff. And, like, um, through the Nodes guys, I hung out with the Nodes guys when I was super young. So they would, like, they would go to Minneapolis or they go to Des Moines or whatever. And I got in with, like, the Two Perioded Eye guys through them and, like, some of those kinds of bands. Like, mm-hmm. the... How their relationship formed but i became pretty good friends with those guys and like i mean i got super into like tyrant and there you go you know yeah all yeah. that in like shattered realm and two period all that stuff way heavier than really anybody else you know that i hung out with back then a couple other kids but that i like i fell in love with like all the like harder shit and like the like the tough guy stuff you know angry
0: yeah yeah. Hey, I'm the same way, man. Like, uh, I started listening, like, you know, when I started to find like underground or alternative music, it was through like Tony Hawk's pro skater. So it was like punk. And then it, uh, you know, it, it progressed into like, a, like screamo. And then I heard something else and it all kind of, then I heard like, it's either like death threat or, or hate breed, like we said. And then I was like, I like this heavier shit. People yeah. you know, yelling about, you know, some shit that I can relate to more than, you know, like uh fucking Unity's cool and shit, but I like you know some that tough guy shit. <laughs> you know.
1: An aggressive side, I get it.
0: Yeah. Man. Yeah, like the youth of today is good and I appreciate them for what they are and how positive and all that shit. But I'd rather listen to some ugly mean shit, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit about youth of today.
0: One hundred percent. You know, like I said, I can appreciate what they've done and you know how it uh has you know evolved. Everything stems from that era in a way, but yeah,
1: like, uh, I'll pay my respects to them, for sure.
0: Not my thing, never been my <laughs> thing. I don't give a shit about you today. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, that's great. Yeah. yeah, you know, when they dropped off that, uh, they were supposed to play that on uh, my winter jam last year or whatever. Yeah. They dropped off, I was like, don't care, I can get out of there earlier. <laughs> like, Wisdom and Chains stepped up, I was like, much you better.
1: That the year Shelter played one of those years. It's the same thing. I was like, you know, people are like, oh, man, Shelter's playing. And I was like, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, like I said, those guys, I respect what they did. They definitely have their pivotal part of the hardcore scene. I just never got into it. For that, for, like, that side of it, like, floor punch, you know, and some of that shit was, like, the only stuff that I got into. Mm -hmm. Like, I still floor punch. But – there's also a side of Floor Punch where it's like these guys are like a little like harder. They're a oh, little yeah. more like the other bands in that
0: like- Yeah, for sure you can even say that about like a um, 10-yard fight and shit like that which you, know, you can it's just more in the lyrics I suppose than uh, the sound, but uh it's fucking yeah. good shit. Yeah. What else we got to talk about? I mean, I write down this list like I'm not good at keeping the flow. I'm like, oh, what do I got for us to talk about?" I'm mean, <laughs> um
1: like, um yeah, like I said, uh the the first like my first like face to face interaction with music where I was like, What the fuck is going on right now? Uh my my dad I'm trying to we were like we were out in public somewhere, I don't remember. There's like a there's an old like outdoor band shelter in Sioux Falls mm-hmm. and like I 40 and i had a mohawk when i was real young and shit and we could hear like music playing and my dad was like you want to go see what it is i'm young i'm talking like maybe around fifth grade or something like that um and i was like yeah let's go so we go and there's there's this punk band called resin playing and i mean dude they're like they're awful like one of the one of the shittiest things i've ever heard in my whole entire <laughs> life but there's all these dudes in like leather jackets, fucking Mohawks, the band's like freaking out on stage. Like they have like antics and stuff like that, you know? And I mean, I was like, this is crazy. Like, I, what, like, what is this? So my dad took me up to like meet the band. And like, I actually ended up becoming like acquainted with some of them much later in life, which is Mm -hmm. weird on a whim. Um, and they, like, they handed out, like, these stickers that just said resin, and underneath it it said eat shit, and they were, like, put these everywhere, put them all over your school, like, put them on any telephone pole that you see, like, this this is what you do, you know? So I was, like, looking at my dad, like, uh, you know, there's curse words on it. Uh, can I? And he was just, like, you can put one on your bike, you know? Yeah, like, on the halls of your school. And uh, but that was like that was my first introduction in person to stuff like that. So that was around the time, like I said, that like I was like listening to like these different types of music and then like not getting it, but like being into it. And then I saw it in person and I was just like, all right, I like I want to I want more. I want to know what this is all about. But I didn't start going to shows anytime soon after that. I was a kid, you know, and like my dad's he ain't gonna know how to find that kind of stuff so it wasn't until high school that i like the kids that i was friends with in school some of them had bands and started going to their shows and that's like where it stemmed from there and then yeah i mean like i said i I lived in sioux falls for a long time but uh you know I, i just i grew too much for that city the stuff that i was into they were not like i i went and saw my the big change when i realized like i i can't like i can't live here anymore and as soon as i am able to move away i'm going to in minneapolis i went and saw it was shattered around this was 2004 i was still in high school it was shattered here to die um this like kind of joke band called devastator x okay it was basically in like a garage and uh this i i know chris was singing for shattered realm i know that much but i was like tiny like i'm like 130 pounds maybe <laughs> and like i'm watching too pretty to die kind of i kind of knew the guys and it's like it's going crazy in there that's when like courage crew is still like super heavy in minneapolis at that time uh shattered realm had like fsu dudes with them and like everyone's like going buck wild, you know. And I'm like, I'm I'm into it, but I'm also like I'm from out of town. Like, you know,
0: I'm uh, watching Ps we... and Q's, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: and then like um Shadow Realm gets ready to play, somebody, somebody hits the lights.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's like dun dun dun, dun, dun dun dun, and I'm just like bam, bam, bam. Like I got hit in the face like nine. <laughs> before they fuck, somebody flipped the lights back on and it was just like carnage in there uh it was terrifying in like the best way. So after that I was like, I can't go to shows in Sioux Falls anymore because they'll crucify you for acting like this. It's just not it does not fly there you know like me and my couple friends that were into it like we would we would mosh and we'd mosh hard and people are just like, you know the show would either shut the show down or like everybody was out for blood they did not want you to come around anymore so i i was traveling to either des moines or minneapolis because it's the only way that i could like see the shit that i wanted to see and act the way that i wanted to act so
0: yeah it's a good yeah man yeah that's cool that like that experience for the first time like seeing like the crazy shit with a shattered realm and two pier to die um I can also relate. Like, uh, I mean, you know, it's not that heavy, but the first like heavy band I seen with like fucking breakdowns was up bleeding through. They play played at this place called uh, the Shelter in Detroit, and uh, this is back in two thousand four, April of two thousand four. I didn't know who Shattered Realm or any of those bands were. Like, I didn't know what the fuck hardcore was. I went to see uh, this band, Uh, Himsa. They played on the show, and um, I've seen i knew who i knew who bleeding through was i knew like one song but like i didn't know how crazy like hardcore like the moshing was Uh, you know like somebody said the other day the first time they seen the people putting in fucking mouth guards and shit like that like tying up their shoelaces they're like what the fuck is about to happen like "Mm, it's about to get ugly i was like 17 a young 17 year old i was like what in the fuck is going on and i remember somebody had said that the show was a it was booked over capacity i think it was like a 250 uh person's room but they said there was at least like 350 people in there it's like so it's hot and just unbelievably un- unbearable and uh but like just to see like the chaos people swinging their arms and crowd killing and shit it was something about it like i was like that's scary but i'm totally attracted to it like this is fucking what i it was like a it was like nail in the coffin for like hardcore shows you know what i'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. It's like this is where it is. I do not mind getting hit in the face, or fucking pushed around, or kicked in my back. <laughs> you know, just just don't hit this mug. We're good. But it happens. It happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's dude. Those those shows are that's those shows. Bleeding Through did like multiple tours, like back to back to back around that time. Because I saw them. I didn't see them with Himsa, but I saw them around that time. Mm-hmm. You remember remember that that band, Sinai Beach.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, for sure. So, I remember them.
1: So they were on the same label, they were on face Sound with nodes, right?
0: Okay,
1: so we went down to Omaha to see Sinai Beach, and uh, Bleeding Through was playing. And again, this was this was 2004, I think I, I didn't know who they were, and like that's when Brandon still had like a mohawk and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like do like somersaults on stage and just <laughs> and Bleeding Through was playing, and uh, Clint, the it's the bass player for two period to die. Okay. Uh-huh. Or they were living in Des Moines at that time. It's only about an hour and a half, two hour drive. So like, I know there was Des Moines dudes at this show before I knew that, like I wasn't friends with them, but I knew them from two period to die. Clint, uh, bass player used to like wreck people, but I was just, I was standing like back of the pit watching him just like, just murdering people during Bleeding Through. And that that helped, like, attracted me to like that band, you know? Because I was like, the- people are fucking going crazy for this band. And, like, they're pretty cool, you know? And then I saw them shortly after that on the Martyr AD, Walls of Jericho, It Dies Today tour. That came through Sioux Falls. And I was like, yo, I know who that Bleeding Through band is. I just saw them, you know? I was like, this shit's going to be crazy. And it was. Mm-hmm. Fucking... That show was, like, there was people – all the all the people that were going off super hard traveled from, like, Iowa or Minnesota. So, it was, like – I mean, some of those shows were, like, if you're going to be – if you're going to pit, like, you, you have to do it. You got to be – you have to mosh hard or, like, you're going to get smoked. <laughs> so, anybody that would kind of, like, try and, like, take a ticket and wait for their number to, like, hop in there and, like, mosh real quick, you know, and then, like, hop out – The second that those kids would hop in, it's just like, bam, on the ground, done, out. And it's like those kinds of things. I was just like, okay, like this isn't like a, like a spectator sport where you got to like pick and choose your time. If you're going to do it, you just have to do it and you better fucking do it harder than everybody else or you're going to get your shit rocked and it's going to be a really bad time for you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, totally agree, man. You know, like you said, you seen Tyrant and all that shit, having to fucking, you know, spend every show with those guys around. Yeah. It was hard enough, you know, especially because they were always on the low, or, you know, whatever show was coming through, like they were always like like one of the couple opening bands, yeah. either Tyrant or this other band, uh, Let It Die. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with them. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, like those shows were always just absolutely fucking bonkers. But the, the cool thing was, is those guys like, the courage crew guys, they would all do security at the venues and shit. So it can get pretty out of hand before, you know, they'd have to, you know, which they never really step in unless like there's like a brawl. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. But, but I think we we were fortunate enough, but also fuck, dude, it was dangerous. But like they'd like be throwing like bar stools and chairs, they'd fucking knock out the fluorescent lights and it was just chaos sometimes, but like it. it, it It's hard to, it's not hard to go to shows and like, and you think like, and some people mosh hard as fuck still, but I was like, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit the same, maybe because that's like the glory days or whatnot, or that was like my first experiences, first couple of years was just like fucking straight, brutal chaos. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like people, they still go hard, but it's just not the same. (laughs)
1: It's a little different now. It's uh, yeah, it's a it's a little bit more of like a show now. You know, like uh, you know, people want to be recognized for moshing, and it's it's kind of corny. It's weird. Um, <laughs> I I can't I can't imagine though what it was like growing up in the area that you did when when Tyrant was still playing shows. That that band like for me coming up was. A, they were a huge influence on the things that I was doing musically. There's two two Detroit bands. One of them has always always played an influence on any band I've ever done. called as life.
0: Oh, let's go and, this way. There we go.
1: <laughs> uh, any band I've ever done, a- ever, even when I was a kid. Um, and then uh, band I was in in high school. We were we were called Bench Press, but it's not the Bench Press that became popular. It's a different Bench Press. We were only like. Kind of like, I don't want to say like local legends cause it sounds stupid, but we kind of had like a thing for shows kind of, <laughs> kind of getting overly aggressive in our, our area, you know, that, and that was like the whole thing. Like back then it was like, you know, us wearing like hockey masks at shows like while we were playing and just like the whole intention was just to be ignorant, as ignorant as possible. And, like, that's because I was going and seeing and listening to, like, Tyrant and 2 Peter to Die and The Alliance and, you know, bands like that. Like, yeah, man, that, that part of hardcore was – it was fun, dude. Like, <laughs> the, the, first, I, the, the first times I saw 2 Peter to Die, I one of the first times, it was at Nehemiah's last show in Minnesota. It was a sold-out show. Two Pier to Die had been banned from playing for a long time. They were finally allowed to come back. And me and some of the Nodes dudes drove out and one of the singers for Two Pier, Brett, he meets us at the back door and this motherfucker's wearing uh, a cutoff jean vest, a cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. He's got boots on with spurs. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) And then they played and it was like people were just being tortured. It was insane. Like, it took four seconds for somebody to have their whole front grill came through the bottom of their lip. It, it was a wild fucking time, you know? But I was like, I, I love this stuff. Like, this shit is crazy. And, like, I'm still in love with it. When there's, when there's a band that comes out now where I'm just like, I need more of this. Like... I mean, that's what Missing Link does for me. Like, I was about to
0: say that if you weren't going to, man. I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I mean, when, when they play, like, yeah, they're my friends and shit. But, like, I don't know. I love that band. They make me feel crazy. And, like, 95% of the time when they're playing, I just want to attack anybody that's on a foot radius of me.
0: Yeah, I understand, man. Yeah. You know, when they came through in fucking Detroit uh last year, uh, you know, because I booked that. in the Shattered Realms. I think you came
1: I was like, there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it was like uh it was like one of like maybe like fourth or fifth shows like back after all the COVID shit is what it seemed like yeah. anyway. And um it was like and Camden was like, Hey, you should fuck check out fucking missing link, they're my boys and I listened to them, I was like, Oh, most definitely they need to come through. And uh, you know it was on a Sunday night, so I didn't expect a good turnout or anything. But it was great to see them fucking live. It was way, way different than from uh, what I heard, um, yeah. you know, on, you know, on whatever, my phone or fucking earbuds. It's like, God, they're so fucking brutal live. I was I like, This is absolutely insane. And, and I shout them out, tell them, go listen to uh, Joe Hardcore's podcast because Mike just did the podcast. He put it out the other day. Yeah. So, so if I listen to that anybody who fucking cares but they they're good band heavy and they said a new song come out. I do you know if they I didn't get through all the podcasts, but do you know if they're going to put out an LP or anything or a full length anytime soon?
1: Uh I don't know about an LP but they they do have the EP coming out through uh <laughs> Richie's new label Never Ran Never Will. Fuck yeah. That's coming out soon and like I've heard it and like it's good. Everybody's gonna enjoy it. Them and them and D Block, man. Both both bands have put out music and continue to put out music. Where I'm like, every everybody needs to listen to these bands.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. After it's like, yeah, hardcore has always been thing and there's always been different bands but it just seems like it's like a somehow we've entered into another era it's like a post-covid era where everybody is going balls to the wall with either new shit or or starting up old bands again and people are going to shows and everything just seems to be going better than ever right now at least in my opinion and experience the past a year or so yeah no doubt so fucking uh where were we? Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of a uh, two peer to die and tyrant and all that shit, was that some of your uh, like influence on like your straight edge, or or was that already already uh you know established in your mind? What was your uh you know what positive or negative influences in your life that you made yeah. that decision?
1: So um, I don't know. I when I was young, like fifth sixth grade, uh. I, I dabbled in some things. I was I was a troublemaker when I was pretty young, you know, and like I tried some stuff out, and it, I wasn't ever like, "Oh, this was cool. I want to keep doing this," you know. I, I I tried some things, did some things. Uh, I cry <laughs> <laughs> if she listen to this, so I'm not going to say things. But I, I did stuff, and none of it was like, "I want more of this." I was like, I don't need that. I don't need all that. And then I did uh, when I was I was browsing in a fucking Barnes and Noble one day of all things. And there's a book called All Ages Reflections on Straight Edge. And it was like it was by like all the all the like punk books and hardcore books and shit like that. So I was kind of reading it. And I was just like, yeah, this stuff's cool, you know. And then like uh, Judge was probably like the biggest influence on me becoming Straight Edge. Their, their songs and, like, the shit that Mike was singing about and just, like, their attitude about it was, like, I dig this. Like, this is what I'm into. But then, um, uh, Two Peer and Tyrant, like, their, like, front lines aggressiveness about it and, like, them, like, being hard about it and being tough about it and stuff like that, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm naturally attracted to that kind of stuff. If like, if something has like a, an edge to it, or I'm just like, that shit's hard or that shit's tough. I'm going to like it. So their representation of it was just like, yeah, like they, they make it cool to be straight edge um, in, la- in a non dorky way, even though some people would probably say that's contrary to popular belief because of their stance on it. And granted, like, Except for John, none of the dudes in Tyrant are straight edge anymore. Um, at least I don't think so. Like, just the their like their stance on it, their their pride behind it, and like their their backing of it was like I I want to feel that way about it. Like I'm into it, like these guys are.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah, with 100 percent respect to that shit, man. Like I'm not straight edge, but I've always like, give a thumbs up and a fucking pat on the back to the people who were and still are after all the years. And, right. you know, like, I don't have anything against anybody who's not anymore. But but when it's somebody who was once, you know, a diehard, militant, fucking straight edge, and now they're not, I laugh at them. <laughs> I'm like, ah, look at you. <laughs> I,
1: I get it, man. I, I know.
0: Yeah, I know a few.
1: I know plenty of people that have broke edge and I'm just like But I I I highly encourage everybody to break edge so.
0: Oh do you? <laughs> yeah. Why? The more
1: the more people that break edge, the stronger I get. Okay. So like I don't if you if you even think about it or like you wanna do it or it's a thought that's crossed your mind, I'm not gonna talk you out of it do it and i'll probably thank you for it so i'm kind of in that regard like you know i don't i don't believe in like like united we stand you know i'm like hey man you don't want to be strange anymore good for you do it you should break edge i fully support you breaking edge So and a lot of people are like well damn dude like that's fucked up you know like you know, you should have his back and you should talk him out of it. So I'm like, no, it's a, that's a grown ass person. I'm not going to talk anybody out of doing anything unless it's like heroin or something, you know, but like, that's the other thing. If you're going to break edge, you, you should, you should go hard or go home.
0: (laughs) Just kill yourself. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, that's a way to look at it though. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of people obviously, over the years who have broke edge but uh but the saying you know if you're not now you never were are you 100% in agreeing with that like if you're not now you never were or you think there's a time and a place for somebody to claim edge while and then they don't like is it cool it's i
1: so i know like there's i know some dudes that were like in the military that have really bad ptsd and stuff like that. And like all the therapy and all the medication and stuff in the world doesn't help. And in a couple of them have, you know, they've just turned to smoking weed or like microdosing mushrooms or whatever. Um, and it gives them some stability. So like, I, I can understand that. And like, I'm, you know, I'm happy that they've found some sort of relief. Obviously I wish that to a degree that there could have been another way, but I mean if you just want to go willy-nilly and break edge like then I don't believe you were ever straight edge.
0: Yeah, you're just a fucking trendy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, yeah, but then again, you know, when you think of uh of, like weed or mushrooms is that sometimes that's more safer than the uh, pharmaceutical route for some people, you know. I, I,
1: and and I yeah, I do agree. Um but I, you know, I think that with any substance at all, it doesn't matter what it is. You should use it for its intended purposes. You know, like if you, I, if you abuse anything, it doesn't matter what it is. Even if fucking ibuprofen, like you're, you're doing more damage than you are helping. And that's just it at the end of the day. So like, if you don't want to use pharmaceuticals and like you would rather smoke weed. Okay. Like I'm, I'm going to believe you. And if you're, if you're, you know, you can't sleep at night or something. And you need to, and you and you don't want to do this or do that, whatever. I don't know. If if you're smoking weed to take care of your demons or take care of your problems, and that's it, so you're using it for like a medicinal purpose, I get it, cool. But if it's just a cop out for you to break edge because you want to smoke weed, so you just turn into a dude that just smokes weed all the time. I mean, you're just a fucking liar at the end of the day. So like. That's just all it is. You should have just said you don't want to be straight edge anymore.
0: Yeah, no cop outs. Be honest.
1: You know, it, it's that. If it, there's that, and then people that are like, you know, they got injuries, or they got this, or they got that. So, like, like I said, like if smoking weed helps, like okay, cool. But when you start drinking and doing other shit on top of it, I'm like, I you. you. <laughs> edge anymore. That's all that it was. And I think you're a fucking nerd for not just saying like I don't want to be straight edge anymore because that'd have been like cool. I don't care.
0: Back at it. All right, we're talking about fucking sellouts. No, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, and I'm glad you're totally honest about it too because a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine with my friends breaking straight edge and shit like that, but inside they're like they're upset or hold like some sort of resentment with in which which is understandable if you're as serious as as you say you were for the past, however many years, and then you feel connected to so many other people because you shared that, 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 uh, <laughs> that bond and uh, a drug-free lifestyle one. whatnot. Then it's like, as it's kind of like you're leaving, it's like you're leaving, like you're disconnecting from this, this thing we have. And that's probably uh hurtful in a way. Right. Yeah. Is it, or just am I just assuming that? Cause I don't know how it would feel.
1: That's so like, that's how I got into, into working out, honestly, like, when I still lived in Sioux Falls, um, once all my friends turned 21 and they could all start legally drinking and stuff, um, dude, like everybody just broke edge at the same time. So the house that I was living at was across the street from a college campus and like after shows or whatever, almost, almost every night there would be a party at the house. You know, I get home from whatever I was doing, walk inside, everybody would be fucked up. It'd be annoying. So, I started sneaking into the gym across the street at the campus. And, like, I'd, dude, I'd work out for hours. And then I'd come back. Everybody would still be at my house, still getting fucked up. So, I'd turn around and I'd go back. You know? And that's, like, that's part of the reason why I got into working out. Aside from, like, you know, not wanting to be small anymore. I, I dabble in exercising. You know, I was more into, like, being, like, physically fit. But that's... Yeah, that was a that was a big like driving force because I was just over it. Like at you know all the dudes that all of us were straight edge at the same time and straight edge bands together and stuff like that, they all broke at the same time basically. And I was like, you e- guys fucking lame. Like, like this shit sucks, you know. And then like yeah, dude, they all they all get a, got into like shitty stuff at the same time. Like just terrible hobbies, terrible. Their music taste changed. They got into really shitty music. And like their hobbies and interests, I was like, "This is this is fucking stupid," you know. So yeah, I mean, me and the uh, the only dude that like stayed edge for a long time, but he's not anymore. Uh, we just yeah, we we just go to the gym and just work out. So that became my thing.
0: Uh, shit, good enough, man. Yeah, is if everybody around you sort of fell off and that's all you got to do at the time but why not you're like bettering yourself like you said if that made you stronger because you got to be around these fucking idiots you know who are all all drinking or whatever but you're like i don't want to be around this i'm going to go to the gym so in your first point you said you know you break edge i'll be stronger like yeah you experienced it so you know you live by it that just makes sense that you know it's all connected that way fuck Yeah. Hey man, props to you. If everybody else who's fucking straight edge, like I have lots of friends who are edge and you know, nothing but respect. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I smell like weed. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And like, I I know that like, especially around where I live, I've always been in the minority, you know, like there are more people that aren't straight edge than are. So it's like, it is, it is a thing that's for me, which is, that's another pet peeve when somebody breaks edge and they got to like point out like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm a piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, that it's just straight edge isn't for me. And I'd be like, well, yep, you're absolutely right. Everything you said is true. And they'd be like, well, damn, dude, like, you don't got to be like that. And I'd be like, the fuck you want me to say? Like, I don't give a shit that you broke edge. Like, don't you honey, obviously feel bad about it, which is why you're apologizing to me about it. So live with your own fucking demons, Dork. Like I don't I don't <laughs> fuck.
0: Ooh. hey, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. That is strange though. Like it's like they made their choice and now they're like, hey, I'm sorry, man. We had this thing in common, but now we don't. Will you forgive me? I'm like, do whatever you want. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Fuck them. But uh, let's get back onto uh, music. the music it's talking about fucking days lost. Cause I find I know you dropped the the demo back in like june or so but i listened to it then like the past fucking said maybe two months or so because i knew uh purgatory is coming to an end and all that stuff i've been listening to it then he dropped it uh two songs i'm like just keeps getting better you know I, like i'm fucking totally in 100 i love the shit that uh, you guys have been putting it out um and uh it's obviously different than than purgatory um in my opinion i like it a lot i love the heavy shit that you were doing before, but this has more of like a vibe to it, and you can, you know, I'm more bouncy, you can feel it a lot more. And yeah. I appreciate it, man. Um, what is your, uh, how do you shift your focus from Purgatory to Days Lost, and what do you have, like, uh, you know, plans for the band? Are you trying to, you know, what are you trying to do with the band?
1: It's, uh, dude, it's weird, man. Like, um, obviously, like, getting away from Purgatory, it'll be hard. You know, that was almost 12 years uh, of my life, like, um, so even though it's, like, been put to rest, like, there are still unfulfilled things with that band, so it's still gonna, like, it's gonna linger for a long time, but the Inception of Days Lost is, is, it's funny, like, it's pretty interesting, Um, funny in, like, a, in a cool way. The day that Purgatory broke up, back in i think it was march um we were ready to go on on the european tour uh guitar player said that he couldn't go uh so that like it put us in a bind you know and it's like you know i'm not dogging on dude he's my boy i love the dude to death but it's not the first time that's happened so scrambling to find a fill in again and like all this shit like uh I basically told him, I was like, I- I'm done, dude. Like I'm, I don't want to do the band anymore. Like tired of this happening. Um, we're going to do the European tour. We're going to fulfill any shows that we already have booked. And then we're going to book two last shows and that's it. You know? And I, I was just right there on the spot. I was like, I'm done. So we broke up that day that night we had purgatory practice. I walked in. Um, it's just me, Brian, our other guitar player and Colin, who's a drummer, we practiced at Colin studio, uh, uh, 19 stars recording. Look them up. Um, I walked in. We we're getting ready. And they're like, yo, what's up? And I said, Purgatory's not a band anymore. And they were like, oh, fuck, you know? So, like, what happened? So, I, I told them everything that happened. We sat there for a second. And we were like, shit, you know? And I was like, but, like, let's just start another band right now so that basically that day we we just we started just brainstorming ideas of like a different direction um came up with a few ideas and we we just started writing that night on the spot and then we recruited our dude Justin who's the other guitar player and our buddy Jake who plays bass and we we pumped that demo out pretty quick after we got back from europe like we, we started a little bit before. While we were in Europe, we were, like, like slightly talking about Days Lost stuff, getting stuff lined up, passionate ideas. Me and Brian, like, worked on some stuff on the road. Um, and then we came back, and it was just, like, we just got right to it. We just started practicing and writing, and we put that demo out. And, yeah, I think it was June. Uh, yeah,
0: it's fucking – I mean, it's fire, man. You guys seem to be uh, getting on some uh... – some really good shows and and getting the band out there seems like starting fresh, you know, you have some connections here and there, but I'm sure you still have to grow the audience the same yeah. way. Right. It's not.
1: Yeah. So basically like, I'm not really using like any old connections or hookups to get on anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll hit up friends and be like, Hey, if you got anything coming up and you want a band, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, No, like, there's not, it was the same thing with Purgatory. There was no, there's no favors. Like, whatever we played just because somebody wanted us to come and play, you know, and that's, that was the big thing about the last show, just to touch base for a second. I didn't want to, like, stack the bill with a bunch of huge bands just for the sake of stacking the bill. We just asked a few of our friends' bands to play, bands that we fuck with and that fuck with us sold the show out, had the time of our lives, you know. I'm not trying to like do things that I personally don't find genuine. It's okay if you want to put a show on with a bunch of badass fans. I'm going to come to the show and I'm going to have a fucking great time. But I I just I didn't want to do that for our last show and it's the same thing with days lost. I don't want to hit people up and be like, "Oh, hey, you owe me a favor. Like, let's do this," you know. We kind of chill play music i mean the words out there that we want to play shows so if somebody wants us to come and play whether you fucked with purgatory or you fucked with us as people or you fuck with the music whatever you know people are they, they have been hitting us up and asking us if they if we want to come through or whatever we're not trying to tour or anything like that not any anything outside of like maybe a weekender here and there we're like playing some fest and stuff like that we're all i mean we're we're busy we we got growing ass jobs like Some of us got families and stuff like that. But yeah, man, um it is it is interesting and tough kind of rebuilding from scratch because like I'm not leveraging anything to get us on anything. We're just we're just doing it, we're just putting music out. And if you fuck with us and you want us to come and play, like right on. Yeah, man. I'll
0: say it again though, dude. Like it's it's ridiculous and for anybody who hasn't fucking checked it out now you're really missing out and uh just you you got to go to spotify or youtube or whatever the fuck and check it out because uh, it's hard to say uh like there's a difference I, I don't know if it's a quality or whatnot between the demo and the two song thing you just put out last month or or whenever but uh, are you happy or are you like evolving the sound with from what you did first compared to the um, two songs you just put out and are you are you happy with that or are you still trying to find a sound that you're not sure about
1: i guess like so we we have a direction that we're trying to go and we're still trying to just like build off of i guess never stop progressing you know and i, I hate constantly going back and referencing purgatory but we did the same thing with that band You know, always, always building off of what we did before. And like, we, we've got a, a pretty good solid general stance and sound for what we want to do with days. And now we're just like kind of figuring out what we can sprinkle in there and like, you know, what different dynamics we can do, but we, we, we've definitely honed in on a sound. Now we're just going to try and like perfect it. And you know it's we're constantly hashing out ideas and like it's it hasn't been easy it has been a a little bit of a tough transition um not just writing like two and a half minute songs that are only meant to just like kick you in the face the whole time um right. days lost is still the band is ridiculously hard like the, like there's a ton of vibe to it. Like you said, there's a ton of groove to it. The lyrics are so hard. They're still personal. We've got like the dirty Northwest Indiana sound that we sprinkle in there. And like, we play our style of breakdowns and stuff like that. So like we're taking like a, a little bit of like a classic hardcore sound with like, you know, TUI, um, even like Queensway a little bit, crown of thorns, like stout, Bands that have like a lot of like groove and vibe to yeah, it,
0: for sure. Now, would that... you? Would you? Can
1: um, and then adding yeah.
0: art. What I was gonna say is like, do you? And for some reason, I get like a death threat sound in there too. Would you say that any influence come from like death? Because I hear like early, like a Last Days. Honestly, like. Er... Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. That's our first album, last days. I don't know. Somehow sure. it's a little more crunchier, um, you more breakdown, a little heavier, so obviously, and you yell more. But uh that's just it's comparable in my ears anyway. Are you there? Right. Okay. Sorry, right.
1: I'm trying to pick up a
0: little yeah, bit are you know, kind of breaking up. Damn it, we're frozen right now.
1: You can still hear me.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Damn it. All good. Fucking internet. Okay. I don't know
1: what.
0: Fucking I don't internet. I what the fuck just happened. <laughs> You know, that's a that's a, the risk we run of talking, you know, a couple hundred miles away and dealing with this bullshit fucking internet. Hey, good? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you, I, I don't know why it's cutting out now. I can see you now, yeah.
0: Okay. We good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah yeah we we're just talking about the sound and how you know i hear a little bit of death threat in there maybe it's just me but you know <clears throat> it just as uh, the older vibe is what you said you know earlier hardcore which is is maybe what i'm pointing at but i love death threat but fucking day's losses fire
1: yeah 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 um yeah i mean death threat is like definitely an influence as well um we were gonna, we were gonna cover Death Threat at a show, but for some before we had like enough songs, but we decided not to because there's just not enough kids around here that know Death Rat songs. Uh. Um, I know that for a fact because when they played the Rumble a few years ago, they had a big.
0: They Had a big what? Can you kind hear me? Of, yeah, you kind of cut off for a second. You said they had a big something.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with my service right now. <laughs> you got you got full bars on your end?
0: Yeah, yeah, man, my Wi kicking.
1: Okay, yeah, my mine's on too. Who knows? My Wi Fi sucks. Okay. okay, Um, no, I was saying they they so Death Row played the Rumble a few years ago, and they had a they had a pretty big walkout before their set. Be so, which is crazy. Yeah, I know, I know. Literally, that's sacrilege. Like you it's can't, rude. cannot do that. Yes um so we we were gonna cover them when we first started the band but we decided not to because we're like it's we would be into it but i can't say that everybody else would be you know because there's i mean the the proof is in the cards you know like so i mean it's still backfired though because we covered fucking Biohazard and like same thing. Nobody knew it. <laughs>
0: ah, fuck them. Um, they ain't hardcore. Yeah. Tell them to get the stay the fuck out. Who cares? <laughs> go outside and smoke cigarettes. And fuck yourself. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. For death threat is seriously one of my fucking favorite bands. I just seen them for the first time last year. I have either they they haven't been yeah. to fucking Detroit and in, in forever. I think it was maybe like 2010 or something, and I missed it. it was at some. It was at like uh Yeah. Did you ever go up to a uh, Static Age? You ever been to that place in Romeo? in Michigan. It was like a coffee shop or something. It was a static age. Um, Um, I I think I have back in the day. Chris Zummerfield from from, from Tyrant. He owned it. I don't know if you know know who that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He owned the place. He fucking put on a bunch of shows there. I think uh, Trapped Under Ice played there back in the day when they were fucking new. They had lots of good shows, but they came there and for whatever reason, it was a too far away, and I just fucking want to blow my brains out, because I missed it, you know? But uh, I got to see them at (laughs) the Holiday Jam last year, like we were talking about, I was like, oh my god. I was in heaven, man. Like, I love Death Threat so much, and just so happens that I had the worst headache of my life, like, when they started playing, dude. I was up front, like, holding my head, because the sound was so loud, my head was just fucking pounding. I was like, this is so (laughs) fucked up. I was like, of course, man, I've been waiting, you know, 15, fucking almost 20 years and then like I had the worst headache of my life for like a half hour. <laughs> it, yeah. sucks. it sucks, works. dude. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I hope they for next time they play, I'm fucking, I'm going wherever the fuck it's going to be. I know they're going to be in uh, New York and they're doing like a matinee show. I think uh, for New Year's Day, I'm not going to get to that one, but any other show, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fucking see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I tried to get them to come uh, how it, that uh, never-ending game show that back in September, the one I fucking did. Uh, fuck, I tried to get them to come, but Aaron was out, like, in, like Europe and like doing shit. I don't know. I was like, man, fucking Detroit has to come in fucking Detroit sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, that'd be so, awesome. So, anybody got any contacts? Let me know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So. So playing shows and everything, have you guys have have you had uh, good reactions with 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 days Lost? I know your boys come out and support and shit, but is there any newer faces who is uh digging the band?
1: Yeah. Uh, every honestly, every show we played so far has has had a reaction that's kind of blown our expectations. Like it's it it, it almost caught us off guard. Um but it's like people are singing along with it too. So it's like, okay, like people are listening to this and they're enjoying it and they're liking it. So it's, yeah, it's been fucking awesome. And we just played the other weekend in Oklahoma. Um, and we played, we played an after show. We played pretty late. It was like one thirty in the morning, but it was, I mean, it was pretty packed out. And Like kids were, we going off and like, yeah, it, it definitely made the drive like more than worth it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. Like it's, it's been a lot of fun
0: good man that's fucking great especially you know like a new band like you said you're not really trying to use the the uh, the leverage of of purgatory and your connections. so it's cool to do it you know organically and start from the ground up and, and and actually getting the reaction that any band would hope for starting out that's you know it's better than being fucking disappointed you know because i'm sure it's got a sting if you if you're uh yeah you're at a show and for no one's moving or singing along, it's like, oh, that fucking sucks. But you know, you still do your thing, obviously. But yeah. you know, you you feel good or you yeah. don't. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've never been there. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can never be in a fucking band and like everyone's standing around with their arms folded. I'm like, this is embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it was weird because at the like at the last Purgatory show, I I almost felt that way for a second because. There was times when like it would be to me it looked it looked dead and I was like yo like this is our last show you know like what the fuck are y'all doing but I found out it's because I mean like something like 12 or 15 kids or something got knocked out at that show oh my god <laughs> it was like like it was just like ridiculous. I think some, some kid I think got his jaw broken or something. And like, I know a dude got his nose blasted like the, like the, the cameraman on stage, Paul, the, the drummer for missing link. He goes to mosh for one of the songs that we were playing. And like, as he's getting off the stage, he swings back. hits the, the dude that was taking pictures and knocked the fucking photographer out on stage. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so there was times where I was like, Okay, kids are like, kids aren't going off because they're scared right now. You know, I was like, that's a like it's that's sick, but it's also like, damn it, you know, like everybody chill out a little bit so like there can be a little more crowd interaction. Like we played D4M and it was like not super crazy and that song's always fucking crazy. And it's cause everybody was kind of like looking around, like gauging the room, you know, and but it was worth it, though it was sick.
0: Yeah, hey man, I've been to one, uh, one show at the fucking Cobra Lounge. It was Mh at Chaos is when they uh had their album released when like Queensway and Section Hate played and shit, and that was fucking absolutely bonkers. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's got to be, you yeah. know, he had Sector on that show, right? They played Sector, played. Did they play play your show the last purgatory yeah. show? Yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah, like same yeah. people. So everyone's going hard as fuck and getting knocked out. So they're like, let's hang back and not get knocked out. I can see, uh, you know, uh, why one too crazy, especially when, when he got the fucking knockout count like that. It's like, wow. Oh, you froze again.
1: Yeah.
0: There you are. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, especially all those uh, you know uh, Sonny put that fucking video up and you see see how uh, uh, people in the comments on on the youtube crying about it. it's like it's like it's like you're asking people to come up front but then you kick them <laughs> what do you got to say to that fucking pussy <laughs> people get mad they know what they're getting into yeah. shut up
1: she was crazy it just never ends i'm not, the band, we're not even fucking band anymore and like dude for, since like 2017 and it's just been everybody in the world just coming for our neck one way or another but yeah it's all good
0: <laughs> it's funny though because it never ends though, like you said it doesn't matter who you are if it's a heavy band no and, it's and it gets rowdy then it's never worked
1: out in anybody's favor like i'll, I'll just put it that way <laughs>
0: I love it, though, because you see people get upset. It's like, what is your first time on fucking YouTube? Like, what's your deal? Like, it's like, it's like all these shows are crazy, but you're going to sit there and bitch. Like, fucking like, go bitch somewhere else or don't go.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's. <laughs> I agree.
0: I find it funny, though. Like, the people who complain on the Internet are just the absolute worst. Like, what do you complain on a YouTube comment for? Like, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. those i mean those are they're just tourists you know yeah if you're gonna complain about things with hardcore but you do it on the internet and you never go out and do uh-oh
0: i lost you again All right, you came back all of a sudden. That was crazy. All right. Well, I guess that's a topic we shouldn't talk I think, about. Then. I, w- I wonder
1: off. if... Uh, I know my old lady is not in the living room. She's got the fucking TV on, so... yeah that's all I'll good. I'll be using up the Wi-Fi.
0: No, that's all good, man. I mean, who gives a fuck? I'll just cut out the, the weird parts, maybe, if I find them. But, yeah. If you're getting mad about a hardcore show, don't show up. That's all I got to say
1: trying to find another spot in the house real quick
0: no you're fine yeah yeah I and mean, we can fucking we're coming up on an hour here now anyway i mean uh, i covered a lot of this shit but uh oh yeah uh, let me ask you this how about uh you know you have a you have a pretty pretty good connection with the people in detroit how with a, with a critter in camden how did that all Coming about because they're both an awesome bands, Annie Up and D Block. Is just from shows and shit, or okay? So, You're good enough. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, like uh, you know, some people get upset about like crews and whatnot, but I, I mean, it might be weird to say, but I've always admired such a strong connection of friends. You know, like you have people all across the planet for for the most part, and it's like it's like it's sure. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I like it. I like it. I don't got no problems with that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. God damn, this motherfucking. I don't know, something happened on my screen. I apologize. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're coming about an hour now, time wise. But, um, is there anything, uh, that you want to put out there and, uh, and promote? Oh, yeah, no, let me ask you this. If I yeah. could put a song on the podcast on the beginning, is there a certain song that you like best? If you didn't mind if I did that, can I put a song up?
1: Of course, yeah. I either of the two new ones would be cool.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I like them both. I find them really good, so I just want to ask yeah. your permission, obviously, before I just went and did that. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would that would be awesome. One of one of the two new ones, because like, I love the demo, but the, the two new ones are quite a step up from the demo, you know, so.
0: Yeah, and also there's a better um, quality as well. You know, the demo's great, but.
1: It's a demo, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It's a lot more clear, though, so, you know, yeah. I, fucking, I fucking dig it. Do um, you guys have any, I know you, on the website, you have like two shows that you have coming up. Was there anything else in the future that we have to look forward to? Any, uh. Anything that you don't, that you haven't announced yet, Any one of them put out there? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I lost you again. Oh shit! Here you are. All right, I get you back. Yeah, I'm here.
1: Okay, sorry that that whole thing cut out. What'd you ask?
0: Oh, I asked if um I know you have a couple you have a couple shows that are on your website they have announced, but is there anything besides those that you guys have, uh, haven't announced or anything cool coming up?
1: No, we just got the – yeah, we got the one on December 1st in Milwaukee, and then uh, December 17th we've had the Holiday Jam, you know, in okay. Reading. Uh, and then we're – I mean, we get, we're we working on a couple little things next year already, but, like, no, like I said earlier, like, you know, he wants to play a show, hit us up, like – Not really, like, reaching out a whole lot because if if somebody wants us to come and play their area, like, get at us. If there is something, you know, if we're like, oh, hey, like, we should go try and play, like, Florida or we should go try and play Atlanta or we should try and play New York or something, I'll I'll holler at somebody then and be like, hey, can you get us a show on this date? You know? But other than that, like, we're just chilling and whatever comes our way, comes our way. We're just going to keep writing music and doing our thing and, like, see if shit falls into our lap or not. Um but th- we're definitely trying to get back up to Detroit. Um try trying hard to do that again. I really I hit up uh I hit up some people about tied down fest. We'll see if that happens or not.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah I, I missed you guys when you came up uh was with uh risk I think
1: Indeed, yeah, uh, yeah, risk a Monday, yeah yeah that's not Monday night shit I
0: can't do Mondays it's just fucking literally Dude. impossible. I don't know
1: I, I, I totally get it. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 But I've seen, a um, yeah, that's on know. YouTube though. It's a good set, a good quality, you know, uh, whoever filmed it, it's on YouTube. It's fucking yeah. really good. So, uh, I don't know, man, we can fucking wrap it up though. Uh, so I'll put a song on the beginning of this. Is there any, any shout outs or anything you want to give or.
1: Uh, I definitely want to, you know, shout out to Midwest, Northwest, Indiana. Uh, Missing Link, D Block, Street Truck, fucking Sector, Break the Cycle. Hell yeah. Yeah. Midwest hardcore in general. Like anybody that's fucked with us at this point so far for being a new band, thank you. Like it it means a lot. Um, Shout out to people that lift weights.
0: (laughs) There you go. Tough guys.
1: Uh, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, shout out to my people. Shout out to anybody that fucks with us at this point. Shout out to anybody we got to play with at this point. Like, it's that's that's all I can really ask for. It's all I can really say.
0: Hardcore motherfucker. Oh yeah. Cool. I right, stay there. I'm gonna cut this off. Hold on. Stay there.